0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. Of course, it's uh, another day where we've had Ottawa in turmoil. Certainly, the story is the SNC-Lavalin scandal at the center of it, the Prime Minister. uh, Of course, people in the Prime Minister's office, Jody Wilson-Raybould, who is back in cabinet, it seems, Andrew Shear as a leader of the official opposition, has also been standing up in the House and grilling the Prime Minister on uh, this matter and uh, how deep it goes exactly. Let's find out uh, exactly where this story is now headed. Mr. Shear, it's good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon.
1: It's always great to be able to talk about current events.
0: Well, and uh, they don't come much more current than this, although uh, part of the currency is a Jody Wilson-Raybould, according to the latest story, uh, is... uh, intimating i guess that uh there was pressure and it's Im- improper or any kind of pressure would be improper and she's willing to speak her piece. she's been invited to this justice committee i guess to speak her piece. now let me ask you if she does speak her piece and uh says nothing to see here folks does that end the matter
1: no we're well past that we had explosive testimony today at the justice committee uh canada's top bureaucrat the the Prime Minister's uh, Justin Trudeau's key uh, head of the, the the public service admitted that not only did uh, he put uh, it, not only did he have conversations with Jody Wilson-Raybould where he uh, was obviously trying to convince her of uh, reversing her decision, but so did the Prime Minister himself. So too did Gerald Butts, uh, his principal secretary. So just to map out the chronology here, what we have is we have an independent agent of the, of the courts, the director of public prosecutions, deciding that SNC-Lavalin did not qualify for a special deal based on the law. Uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould, the attorney general at the time, then concluded that the director, uh, p- the top prosecutor, had it right and decided not to overturn that decision, not to get involved. At that point, the prime minister, his special advisor, his senior advisor, and Canada's top civil servant, all went to work having meetings and conversations with Miss wilson Rabel. at which at, at a certain point they got tired of that and they removed her from her post. So uh, to me, we have enough here to determine that something improper happened. Now we need to hear from her to, 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 to get her version of events. But it's just explosive news coming out of Ottawa today.
0: All right. Well, it gets back to the semantics early on in this whole imbroglio. Uh, was she directed in your mind? Was she pressured, uh, or do you think that uh, they were just musing aloud about uh, how this might play out, and therefore nothing really nefarious?
1: Well, the key thing for me here is that she had already made her decision. We know that the top prosecutor made her decision on on the fourth of September. Uh, the meeting between Miss Wilson Rabel and Justin Trudeau happened almost two weeks after that. The meeting with Gerald Butts happened almost two months after that. So clearly, she made a decision, and they kept going to her, uh, all leading to her losing her position. So you know, if your boss comes in and says, "Hey, look, it's ultimately your decision, but we'd like you to do this," you decide not to do it. You don't think it's proper. You don't think it's ethical. They keep coming back to you. They set, you know, your boss and the, uh, you know other key people in the company keep meeting with you, asking you to change your mind, and then you lose your job, clearly that is interference. Clearly that is having, uh, th- 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 that is some kind of pre- pressure. Now, we need to have a, an, ind- an independent analysis of this. We, we, I don't believe that we should just be taking Liberals' words uh, for it, you know, to taking Liberal version of events. Uh, that's why we voted in favour of having a public inquiry. Uh, Trudeau ordered his MPs to vote that down, And I come back to a point that has been made several times. When you have nothing to hide, you don't worry about having the public know the details. You you don't fear the light of day being shone upon uh, these types of things if you are, in fact, innocent. Justin Trudeau is not acting like someone who's innocent of what he's being accused of.
0: Again with Andrew Scheer, Leader of the Official Opposition. Well, yeah. what do you make of the comment in question period today? We will always support Canadian jobs and the growth of our economy. We'll always stand up to protect workers' rights across the country. But we will always do that in ways that respect the independence of our judiciary, the rule of law, and the institutions that keep Canada one of the greatest democracies in the world. What's he saying here?
1: Those are empty words, John. Those are just words that he's putting out. It's just word salad that belie his actual actions. And, look, we have no doubt that uh, that the Trudeau Liberals were trying to get a deal for SNC-Lavalin. But we have to understand that, that we have to preserve the independence of our legal system. We cannot live in a country—we do not want our country to become the type of place where there are two sets of rules. If you're rich and powerful and an important company uh, that, that can afford to hire government lobbyists to, to put pressure on elected officials, you get one set of rules. You get special deals— and, and you get special treatment. Uh, if you're everybody else like us, uh, and you don't have that opportunity, we need one set of rules here. The government gave the, jur- the, the Crown, gave the courts the possibility of using these special deals, these so-called uh, deferred prosecution agreements. Even then, independent agents of the Crown said that SNC-Lavalin did not qualify. We don't have politicians picking up the phone and calling judges when a judge rules that someone has to go to jail. Can you imagine the outrage if a judge or a Crown prosecutor was trying to uh, get a conviction or, or had, had imposed a sentence, and then we found out that a premier or a prime minister picked up the phone to try to get that changed? This is exactly the same type of thing we're dealing with here, and we can't let liberals get away with it.
0: All right, so what you're saying, it's a case of crony capitalism then?
1: Exactly. It's a case of if you know the right people, if you can put pressure on the right officials, if you are a big enough company, powerful enough company, uh, then, then you can get away with, with these types of, uh, of actions. SNC-Lavalin stands accused of very serious crimes. Officials that were involved with SNC-Lavalin have been found guilty in courts of law for their actions. We're not talking about uh, you know improper paperwork or some missing funds. And even after the government, even after the Liberals changed the law to give prosecutors the ability to come to a special arrangement, they still ruled that SNC-Lavala did not qualify. That, so, you know, we have to talk about these things separately. We can talk about trying to protect jobs. We can talk about trying to make sure that workers are not unduly affected because of the actions of a few executives. But we cannot allow the interference between elected officials, between the, the government of the day, and our independent judicial system. All of us should be very concerned about this.
0: So, all right, but if you were in the Prime Minister's seat, uh, Prime Minister Scheer, then uh, you would say, well, it is what it is, and let SNC-Lavalin take their lumps.
1: I can I can tell you I would certainly not get involved at the, at the judicial level. You know, we, we could, if, if there are avenues to be explored uh, that don't involve the courts, that's one thing. But we haven't heard any of that talk yet. All we're dealing with so far is, Several meetings between Justin Trudeau, his top bureaucrat, his top senior advisor, or urging Miss Wilson Raybould to overturn a decision by an independent crown prosecutor, and then firing her when she didn't do it. That that is key. We we have to get to the bottom of this. We, we we can look. You know, but,
0: but let me just interject because okay, you know, yeah. you, you you cited earlier Canada's top civil servant, the clerk of the Privy Council, David Wernick, in his testimony before the Justice Committee today, he actually said that the Globe and Mail story is inaccurate, even defamatory. So what is wrong?
1: Well, he has yet to point out what he takes issue with. What in that story is accurate? You know, if he feels that he's been defamed, if he feels that Justin Trudeau has been defamed, why aren't they suing the Globe and Mail? Why aren't they suing the reporters who broke this story? They're just—this is just a, a case of accusing the accusers. I don't believe that this is uh, appropriate. Uh, appropriate defense. The best way to get to the bottom of this is to have a public inquiry.
0: All right, but let me ask you about that. Uh, this public inquiry—what uh, authority would they have in the end, and uh, how long would it?
1: Pre... Pardon me.
0: No, I was just going to ask: uh, what authority would they have in the end, and how long would it carry on?
1: Well, there have been examples of inquiries in the past that can be uh, conducted quickly. We think this is essential to, to, to get to the bottom of very quickly. We, we these are serious accusations that that speak to activities that have been going on for months. Uh, and we and we need to know that uh, our motion that the motion that we supported in the House of Commons was to have a report back by June first. We think it's important that Parliament hear this before it rises at the end of uh, the end of June.
0: I've got to ask you because some people are already intimating that this goes actually a lot further than just the SNC Lavellin "quote unquote" pressure on Jody Wilson-Raybould, uh, and you can dial it into Scott Bryson leaving the cabinet as well and uh, resigning. You know, even into the Admiral Mark Norman case, uh, I don't know if I can follow the bouncing ball. It's beyond my pay grade. But you're there in the uh, catbird seat. Uh, is there? Is this maybe just the tip of the iceberg?
1: I, I believe we could be looking at a, 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 at a at a very large scale system of uh, of interference in these types of uh, cases. The Mark Norman case, and, and not to get, as you say, you know, not to jump around too too much here, but we found out through the court proceedings, that government officials were using code words to avoid access to information requests being filled. So, in other words, when journalists and, and, and those with the public interest were trying to find documents, as is our right of Canadians, we, we have the right to know uh, what kind of information is being passed between government offices, they were using code words to avoid the truth coming to light. That's unbelievable that our senior officials, uh, perhaps in the direction of, the, of their political masters, were so bent on on getting a conviction to mark norman on mark norman that they were deliberately trying to avoid the truth coming to light i think when you take a step back and look at these two pieces together uh we're seeing a very unethical government you add into the fact that Justin Trudeau himself has been found guilty of breaking ethics rules. His his senior minister was giving contracts to family members. Once again, we see when liberals get in power, they act like the rules just don't apply to them. That's very dangerous.
0: Well, they're being investigated by the ethics commissioner, but uh, by a lot of people's measure, that's a toothless tiger. What's the fine? He levies two hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the ethics commissioner. Well, well, well. Perhaps. Uh, could shed some light on this. It, it's nowhere near enough. The, the The maximum penalty is 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 not uh, not significant. They also he also doesn't have the mandate to to go after this. We're talking about something that potentially could be criminal. Uh, you know it's not about whether or not uh, uh, proper guidelines were followed here. It's whether or not sections of the criminal code were were breached. and that's why uh, a judicial inquiry, a public inquiry that would give enough information for the RCMP to decide if there are charges worth laying here. That's the nature of what we're talking about. And the Ethics Commission process, it took Justin Trudeau two months just to meet with the Ethics Commissioner last time that he was being investigated. So we have no faith that he would be fully compliant and cooperative so we can get the answers we need in due course in a proper timeline. Yeah, uh,
0: this one will, uh, I can see, uh, continue to fester for uh, at least a little while longer. I'm sure we'll speak again on... uh... More than one occasion, I appreciate your weighing in this afternoon, Mr. Scheer, and uh, good luck in the House of Commons.
1: Thanks very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to lay out the facts of this case.
0: Good enough. Andrew Scheer, leader of the Conservative Party and the official opposition on this matter that, you know, I think it is the tip of the iceberg. I mean, There's a connection. SNC-Lavalin, obviously, uh, still doing deals in Saudi Arabia, for example. I mean, (laughs) the tentacles of this mess uh, are far-reaching and so it'll be interesting to see how uh... every individual hand gets played here from the uh, various parties we'll come back in a moment uh... there are other things that i wanted to address i mean relative to this by the way in the moments that remain then we'll get into a news update on the other side of the news joe Newberger is going to join us global news radio's law expert uh... these two individuals who were imprisoned for life because they were uh... attempting to blow up a via train on its way from new york into toronto might remember that celebrated case And the one guy uh, certainly seemed like he was delusional and not in his right mind, said he suffered from schizophrenia. wasn't a defense, uh, interestingly, but uh, now they're coming back with another angle that may win them a new trial. And it has to do with what I deem to be somewhat of a technicality. I'm sure the legal minds will apprise me that it's not. It's uh, got its proper place in law. but. Joe Newberg is going to speak to that, uh, as well as, you know, other things like this Jussie Smollett case out of Chicago, and uh, now that it seems like everything's unraveling on the dude, he may have to pay restitution for filing a false claim, and that could run into the hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're tabulating a bill. You know, going down, breaking it down hour by hour, invoices from, you know, the cops having gone to, you know, a restaurant, had to have a meal while they were on duty trying to sort this thing out. This guy could be on the hook for paying for all of that. We'll see what Joe Newberg has to say on that matter. In response to what Andrew Shear just told us, where uh, this whole story is taking us, do you believe, I mean, he says we're well past the point that Jody Wilson-Raybould could actually clear the air in one fell swoop and it gets back to business as it was before. Uh, He says we're past that. Or do you believe it? Do you think that's good enough for you? If she says, look, I wasn't pressured and everything is continuing on. It's a criminal proceeding. Let's just leave it at that. Is that good enough for you?